We're talking all about our hopes and dreams, happiness, anxiety, and self-esteem. And how a 90s sitcom might be more than what it seems. It's Friends Talk Frasier. And Feelings. Hello, and welcome to Friends Talk Frasier and Feelings. I'm your host, Victoria Longwell, joined here with your other perfect host, Talia Damon. <laughs> Hi. And if you're watching, you're seeing something pretty wild. This is a special day. It's a very special day. We are practically touching. <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same place. Uh, I am in Talia's dining room. Uh, we're perfectly framing her beautiful plant. We have the tree. Yeah. Her name is Summer. It's oh, appropriate because it's summertime. It is. We will change it for the season. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> hey, as always, no matter where we are, this is our Mental Health Appreciation Podcast where we channel our discussions through the 90s sitcom Frasier. The best. The best. I'm very happy to be here. Me too. This is fun. In an earlier episode, like way earlier of season one, I think I even talk about missing getting to come to your house because it's so pretty. (laughs) And look at how far we've come. We're here. Pandemic, you try to keep us down. You can't. You can't. You could. You did. You did take down a lot of us. (laughs) Okay, I didn't mean it like that, but we can cut that. I I don't know if we will. I know you didn't. Uh, 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 Anyway. uh, You know. We know what you meant. Uh, (laughs) uh, And we're we're just, you know, laughing because that was a crazy moment that we had fun with. (laughs) Um, I will say, I feel like I will try to be funnier because I like to make Victoria laugh and I can feel the energy even more (laughs) when I'm in person. So I really might uh, push those buttons more, if you will. Okay, we're gonna, (laughs) the gloves are coming off today. Talia makes me laugh very easily. Well, you might, it's it's mutual. It's mutual. (laughs) Nobody could see either, uh, but you made me laugh in a way where I, Picked my feet up off the ground and kicked my legs back and forth as I left. Um, hey, listen, b- before we have too much fun. Yeah. We're not mental health professionals. We're not mental health. Do we look like mental do health professionals? Do we? We could, because who knows what that That's even right. looks That's like. right. There is no look. Good there point. is no look, but we're not. So don't take anything we say for, for as truth. As truth. Um, also, thank you to Timmy Blaine. Oh, uh, Who's also in this house, but not in, in this shot with Toby? Oh my Right gosh. upstairs, it's all happening. We're all together again. Everyone. Our producer Ryan is sitting on the oh, chair over oh there. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it's a full house. It. It's a full house. Uh, and our next season, we'll we're going to do full house. Friends talk, <laughs> Frasier, and full house. Uh, there's thought, nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing wrong with that. And you thought we were going to get rid of the Frasier part, but we're not. We're going to stick with Frasier and full house. <laughs> we'll just add on an episode of full house every time. Um, well, we're in season two. We're in our second episode of season two. It's two of two. It's two of two. How do you feel? Oh, I mean, I feel great. I'm I'm really excited uh, to be out of season one. I'm excited yeah. to be, you know, in it. We're in the thick of it now. Yeah, we're definitely in the thick of it. And I feel like I can already feel it. Oh, yeah. they It's it, it settled in a different way 
But I have plenty to say Uh-oh. about this episode. Okay, I'm sweating. You know, I've never had to experience you not loving an episode next to you. <laughs> so will close. Be weird. Will we be mad? I don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I did not like it. But let's talk about it, shall we? I'm going to do a recap. Talia's doing the recap. How do you feel about being right next to me for our 10-minute recap? I feel, I mean, this is a different experience. I know. I can't understate how, or overstate, I guess. I can't overstate how this feels like I have an audience. Yes, I feel way more on the spot. I feel like I was really, after 24 episodes of doing it Just sitting by yourself. Yeah, you're sitting by yourself. I'm like, it, it just feels a lot like, more casual. This feels like we are performing for the world. Yeah. And I'm almost scared to look at you while we do it. Oh, I mm-hmm. can't. Do yeah. you, you don't feel the same. I get that a lot. No. <gasps> no. Because you're like the sun. Because I'm like the sun. Because you're like the sun. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You guys, this is episode two of season two. It's called The Unkindest Cut of All. Did I say that right? Yeah. yeah. And okay. we don't we don't get the title. We already talked about it. We, yeah, I have, Could have questions done about the title. Any research to figure it out and we didn't. So No, no, no. We like to do things right in the moment. Right in the moment. It's re- real that way. Yeah, it's yeah, we really like to be authentic. <laughs> um okay, so we're in Elliott Bay Towers. Yes. Uh Martin's there, Daphne's there, Fraser's there, and Eddie's there. Eddie's which, there. Which I didn't even get a chance to talk about the episode. I have decided Eddie is an actual character that he's like, he is an actual series regular. Absolutely. Like he, when, you know, when you're learning, I mean, when you're, uh, to the listeners, like when you're learning how to write a pilot and especially like a half hour sitcom, Mm -hmm. you learn like, who will your series regulars be? Who will the, what characters will be in every episode of this show? And I guess it took a whole season for me to understand that, like, Eddie is a series regular of the show. His his character is, like, fully there. Absolutely. The way people say New York is a character in Sex and the City, it makes even more sense that Eddie would be because Eddie is a Oh, yeah, hugely so. So then I was trying to think about, like, what other kind of unhuman characters— like in a sitcom, are almost like a series regular. I was going to say Casper, but... Uh, <laughs> okay, no, not quite. Okay, well, I was just going to say, he's quite. a ghost. He's not human. He is a ghost. Um, um, okay, so we'll think about that. We'll but think about Eddie... That. Somebody rings the doorbell. They're all hanging out. Somebody rings the doorbell. It's their neighbor. I think her name is Dorothy. Her Dorothea. Dorothea. And she no comes so so hot into the apartment and she's like yelling. She's like, I knew it. That dog got my dog pregnant. Yeah. So we find out Eddie likes to hump at the dog park (laughs) and he got Dorothea's dog pregnant. And in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh, they just found out. This is crazy. But that's not true because the dog has been pregnant for however long dogs are pregnant for. Good question, because I was just about to say nine months, but it's clearly not the same gestation period as a human. And she comes in, she's like, you better figure this out. And she gives (laughs) Frazier a box of puppies. And my, you you know, your head like explodes because you're like, what's happening? Also, a multicam like, they already have one dog. Now they have a box of, like, five, six puppies. Yeah. It just feels like 
this would have been a chaotic episode. Oh, all I could think of was Jane Leaves, who plays Daphne, just thinking like you had so much. I mean, maybe not. Maybe she hates dogs and is just a great actress. But if I were Daphne, I would. this would be my favorite day on oh, set. Yeah, just a I mean, box of puppies. Oh, forget it. Forget it. That's all I'm doing. But also, like, you can see them navigating it so much throughout the episode that the first half of the episode, it was a touch was distracting. distracting for you. It was a touch distracting because it's just like all you can think about. And that's why they say don't use like babies, dogs or like live animals in theater. And I know multicam is TV, but it's still theater because it's I mean, it's still live in front live of a studio audience. Yeah. And so or at least it felt like that when they were taping it. It's but they're point. very much like. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, I'm take. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take these puppies and sit down, and you can like feel them like trying to <laughs> navigate it. Okay. Anyway, we find out. Oops, I knocked the whole table. We find out that Eddie is not fixed. He's not neutered. Martin gets very defensive. Frazier is so upset. So Frazier goes to the station and is like, I'm going to, and he takes the puppies and he's like, I'm going to get rid of these puppies. Yes. So he walks into the station. Roz is there. Roz is like, I already know when I don't want one, leave me alone. Yeah. And uh, he's been trying to hawk these puppies to anybody <laughs> in the station and people don't want him. So uh, Roz talks about how she's a cat person, mm-hmm. which was cute. And then uh, Frazier's like, just hold the puppy. And Roz has like a perfect bit where she takes one of the puppies and she's like super lovey and tender with them. And then she like reverses her energy on a dime and gives the puppy back. And is like, are you happy now to Frazier? Yeah. And he's like, wow, God, if you're like that with puppies, how are you with men? And she's like, I can do it with both or something. Mm -hmm. And just playing into Roz's perfect game. Truly. Truly. Of like her comfortability with sex and her like almost like cynical understanding of like the female relationship of like what you have to do to bend over backwards, I guess, like to get what you quote unquote want or something. I don't know. It was just so perfect. No, I agree. I think this is probably looking into it too much, which we're always going to be guilty of because we're doing a podcast talking about a 30, 22 minute show. Yeah. Uh, uh, But I did think to myself, you know what? This feels really like a good character exploration for Roz because- to me, she just really knows herself so well. Like She's not phased by a puppy. No. She's not phased by, like, new things coming in. She knows what she likes, and that's what she, like, doubles down like, on. like, to say you don't like a dog is a controversial thing to say. I mean, it's a controversial thing to say today. Because <laughs> uh, especially on social media and stuff, like, animal people will come for you. Just even yeah. people who just love their animals, which, and we're both animal people. Yes. But I love a person who's just like, I don't like a dog. And there's nothing, that's fine. I'm allowed to not like <laughs> yes, an animal. Yes, you're allowed to not like. Doesn't mean anything about me. I don't Probably. know that I really love cats. <sighs> a little scared of cats. This is a touchy scared. subject. Scared. A little scared. Yeah, I think they know too much and they're going to pounce at any moment and they scratch you with their sharp nails. This is just very funny to me because your dog growls in a very cute way. In a very cute way. He He also bites. We can just call it out. Toby bites. He bites me. He bites Tim and he doesn't bite anybody else. (laughs) Toby is the cutest And I'm very scared of cats. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm sorry. I, I, so that's I just part of it. Okay, <laughs> so both things can be true. Both okay? things can be true. So Frazier goes on the air. And he, I just had to put this in because he goes, and I'll be with you for the next three hours. Yeah. And I was like, what? That's what it is. It's a three-hour segment. Three-hour block. Yeah. Wow, that was crazy. Okay. So um, then we hear about Rita. Sorry, the caller calls in and it's <gasps> yes. Rita, who I forgot to check. Oh, so I think- she's going to surprise me. This is, yeah. And this is someone I think I know, but I knew by the voice. I was like, I know this, I know okay, this, I know I this. I couldn't get it. Then. I couldn't get it. So then Frazier listens to her. She's so overwhelmed. She has like four kids under the age of seven and she's, there's so many dirty dishes and diapers and she's so overwhelmed. And he goes, you know what I think you need? A puppy. And I was like, ding, ding, ding. Is Frazier a good therapist? Okay. <laughs> and I will continue to bring up this important discussion till the day this podcast ends. Right. And Did you think that was a glamour? <laughs> <laughs> I simply think we cannot judge Frazier's, uh, <laughs> Frazier's ability as a psychiatrist off of when he has to have a punchline. That's fair. Okay. But, that's fair. but no, I'll that was that. a terrible answer. It was incredibly selfish. But I also think he's a radio host and is making a joke. Yeah, then he was making a joke. But the radio... Uh, listeners didn't know. But me, I mean, well, so this is just for argument's sake, uh, which is yes, annoying when people do for. that, but I'm going to no, do it like right now. No, what we're here for. Just for argument's sake, this is how I picture the rest of that going. You know what I think you need? A puppy. Just kidding. That would be awful. It sounds like you have way too much going on, Rita. And man, let me just be the first to applaud you. Okay, you're giving Frazier a lot of credit. That's just a what I lot think of credit. I'm just you think Frazier's going to applaud that? I what? think Frazier would be like, you need to work harder so you can hire <gasps> a nanny. No, he would never. Okay. You need to work harder so you can hire a nanny. It's funny though. And a good insight <laughs> into how Frazier reads to you. Yeah, Frazier reads like, like an that elitist snobby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see what you're saying. You see it. Okay, so then... Uh, we cut back to Elliott Bay Towers. We're done with the station. Nobody adopts the puppies. Oh, no, sorry. He he says over the radio. Well, no, he just says it to her. But I also had the same thought where I was like, why don't you just say to Seattle, I got puppies I know, to adopt. I, I, we just, I must have made that up in my head. Because maybe even the next scene you're about to do, Daphne tells a prospective family exactly. that they found homes for all the other puppies. And so in my head, I'm like, how else are we doing this if nobody would take it? And also, we're at the beginning of the episode. So I'm like, we're not going to get rid of these puppies just yet. There's so much more to go. Uh-huh. But that's not true. Oh, wow. What a take to camera. Now, that's something we haven't had. I hope people who are watching are enjoying this. Because Talia was looking at me, and then she did a take to camera that was really good. (laughs) You guys have got a second season. If we do these in person, you're going to want to get that video. I mean, this might be incomprehensible to follow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so we cut back to Elliot Bay Towers. We uh, are with Daphne. She is interviewing a, a family that looks very sweet and nice to adopt one of the puppies. And she's just like, no, get out of here. Yeah. We're not doing it. She doesn't trust them. Frazier's like, where did they go? What happened? And uh, they go into this back and forth and Frazier explains about why they're such a good family. And then Daphne says they had a dark aura. <laughs> and I really appreciated that. Okay, so she throws them out. Then Niles comes over and... Oh. Frazier had put out all this pate and wine 
trying to woo this family to adopt the dog. And as Niles comes in and is listening to Daphne talk about how, uh, you know, when dogs, or that dogs have a good judge of character uh-huh. of people. So she's like, I've actively dated or not dated people based on how my mom's old dog That's reacted right. to them. As she's saying this, Niles is taking pate and putting it behind his ears. Bear in mind that Niles is a germaphobe. We see him wipe stuff down before he sits on stuff. I mean, I think he thought this was gross, but... But he was like, this is more important. And then he's like, you know, I never said hi to the puppy. He grabs the puppy. The puppy, like, licks the pate off of his ear. Ah! And Daphne is like, oh, my God, he's really taking a liking to you. Um, Pretty good. Thank you. (laughs) So then... um, Martin comes back with the dog, with Eddie. Sorry, Martin comes back with Eddie because Martin was supposed to be getting Eddie fixed. Yes, crucial. This was the second appointment that Martin missed. And Martin was like, oh man, there was so much traffic and Frazier just goes a little ballistic. And is like, what are you doing? This is your responsibility. You have to take him. I'm freaking out. And Martin's like, I don't have to do anything. And he storms out to get a beer at Duke's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, was that the first time he said Duke's? I, no, I think there might have been one or two other okay. times at Duke's. I'm assuming we're going to like yeah. see Duke's and learn about yeah. Duke's. We certainly hear the, about Duke's a lot. The bar equivalent of Cafe Nervosa. Very good. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. I don't know, but I'm guessing. That's a good way to describe it. Okay. So then Fraser is like, we got to take Eddie to get fixed. Martin's gone. It's my, like, now he's he's being so irresponsible that it's like the responsibility is now on me. I have to go take him. They start chasing Eddie around the room, around the house. It's very comical. It's very silly. We cut oh, to yeah. the doctor's office. And, or the vet, sorry, the veterinarian's office. The vet, at the vet, Eddie is staring at Fraser as he does. Mm-hmm. Fraser's annoyed about it as he does. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta turn that mic down. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry to no, everybody's ears. It. So then Fraser um is like talking to Eddie and like trying to calm him down or whatever. And in storms Martin. Oh, that's right. She's like, how fucking dare you? That's right. She said, This the is F my dog. Ta- he drops a time. huge F-bomb. Yeah, network TV. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be wild? Thursday nights, comedy hour, 8 p.m. <laughs> comedy hour. Yeah. Okay, so then they're yelling. Sorry, I forgot a few little things. One thing, Fraser and Niles start speaking French. Oh, trying yeah. Trying to get, because Eddie's so smart, he knows the word, and they spell it out, B-A-T-H. Which so, I had to, like, spell for myself and then be like, oh, bath. Honestly, that's what we do for Toby. Yeah. My, I mean, he, my parents say W-A-L-K for mm, the dogs. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, so we, they've already planted that in our heads. So then when Martin and Frazier are screaming at each other at the vet, one of them says bath and Eddie takes off. Frazier says bath, I think. Of course he does. And can I just add that part of their fight is Martin being like, I know how to, I am a responsible person. I know how to take care of my dog. 100%. Actually, maybe Martin says it because I feel like he's like, I'm the one who walks him and bathes him. Yeah, and he's like, I feed him, I walk him, I take care of him. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, honestly, what are you doing? Um, So he's feeling very... um, Condescended to? Yeah, condescend And like all, like stifle, you know, like when somebody's like stifling you with their controllingness. Yeah. So, but now Eddie's gone. Eddie is Eddie off. Eddie ran away. Eddie ran away, which is like 
kind of a way bigger deal than they made it in the thing. I was like, holy shit. I know, like, her on a scream crying. I, no, it was so weird and everybody, and so then they cut back to Elliot Bay Towers and Martin's like trying, they went to the park, they went to all these places, like, and he gets off the phone with the police and there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's an, uh, there's an all points bulletin out for. Thank you, an all points <laughs> bulletin. And Frazier sees that there, that he's put up signs saying, Martin's put up signs saying there's a $500 reward. And Frazier's like, what? And Martin's like, don't you? And he's like, should we give more? Right. And it's very multicam. But we appreciate it. Okay. <laughs> so then Martin's like, I'm, I got to get out there. We got to go back to the park. That's where he likes to meet chicks. That's Sorry, that's where, not Martin, that's where Eddie likes to meet chicks. Yeah. And that's where he will go and we got to go. So Frazier goes with him. They call Niles to go meet them. And then it's the stakeout. Martin and Frazier are in the car. They've been looking for, they've been looking everywhere for Eddie. They're very frustrated. They're tired. They've been going for so long. Yes. And we're kind of now getting all these jokes from Martin about like when he had stakeout, when he used to go on stakeouts as a cop. They start talking. Um, oh. Niles is lost. Niles in the park. is lost in the park. <laughs> Niles calls. He's lost. They can't figure out what to do. Niles then finally makes it back, only to say, "Great, I'm gonna go get a cab," and walks out again. And we get a Maris joke. That was we do get a Maris joke. We get a Maris joke. He says, "I want. I need to go hug my wife if she'll let me." <laughs> and we all understand it. So this is the pinnacle moment where Frazier and Martin get into their big fight. I mean, I guess it's not more of a fight. It's kind of more of like a sad conversation. Yeah. Where Martin just admits that he feels so, and I think, well, obviously emasculated. He feels so emasculated by the way Frazier is treating him. He's taking away all of his, like, the, like, what he was saying is that Martin used to make the rules as the father, mm -hmm. and now Frazier's here as the son telling him, like, put a coaster, mm -hmm. you know, take off your shoes, like, mm -hmm. clean this up. And he's feeling like, quote-unquote, he's getting his balls chopped off. So he didn't want Eddie to get his balls chopped off because he felt like he was getting his balls chopped off. You know what I mean? <gasps> <laughs> hey, who could have known we'd say it three times? <laughs> it's comedy, baby. <laughs> so then, finally, we wrap it up. Frazier tells Martin, but I respect you so much. Oh, like, yeah. And he says, I always try to be the man that you are. And uh, that was very sweet. And not in like a yelling way, which they normally do, but yeah. really in a way that like, felt very connected. It felt very tender and connected. They're in a car for this conversation. Yeah. So like yelling would have been crazy. Yeah, it would have been too much. So then, um, I mean, Eddie jumps on the... <laughs> Eddie appears. Jumps on the back of the car. And Frazier tries to leave without him. <laughs> he does. What a weird beat. What a weird way to end the episode. <laughs> anyway, then Fra uh, Martin gets him. He's so happy. Cut to the tag of Niles, Martin, and Frazier oh, with yeah. Eddie at the vet, and they're all waiting there. The woman nurse or veterinarian comes up to get Eddie. All the men are so nervous. It's very choreographed. They're sitting with their, like, two feet on the ground, and then as they take Eddie back in, all of them uncomfortably cross their, like, 
left leg over their right leg at the same time. It's like, to me, that is such 90s comedy choreography. It's It honestly feels like like three men and a, and a little lady or totally. something. Totally. Like great movies. Great movies. Great movies. <laughs> but it's like we're doing we're doing a blatant shtick right now. It's a shtick. Oh, and I mean, we'll get shtick. We'll get shtick. And, and it's fun. That one's just very done, I feel like. Yeah, it's just like, ooh, my balls, you know. <laughs> That's what it's like. That's what it's like. That's what it's like. So I will say, okay, so that was what happened. That's the episode. I have so much to say. Oh my gosh, just say it. No, but I've been talking so much. You you had to do the recap. What do you mean you've been talking so much? You had to talk. Can you say what you think? Yes, I can say what I think. Honestly, I'm, but see, I'm a little nervous because I basically quite liked the episode and I think if you didn't, you'll feel bad if I say that I liked it, but maybe you won't. Maybe Talia's heartless and we're about to find (laughs) out. Uh, Let's um, see. Let's see. Uh, I... I even sort of thought when all the puppies, I had just a very different reaction to you when the puppies arrived. I was just so on board. Like you mentioned feeling like your brain was exploding. I feel like I was just on a smooth ride. Oh. Of, the puppies are here. We're mad at Eddie. This is hijinks. Mm-hmm. It felt, it actually, a thing that I felt was uh, the start of the episode felt so light and sitcom that once it took the turn, I was like, oh, God, this is going to be like a much darker place than I expected. And then I was grateful that it didn't go quite as hard emotionally as I thought it might. Yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, And I also thought that they set up, I thought they set up Martin's like emotional struggle pretty well because it Mm -hmm. opens with like Daphne having to iron Fraser's socks, which made me think, when did they negotiate? What, what her falls job is. under her job uh, description. I know. And, and she literally says, I'm not allowed to just roll them in a ball like I do with yours, Martin. He asked me to like press, press them, hold them, and then put them into this sock caddy. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a, and so I, I just, I, I <laughs> we've just accepted, but there is a part of me that's like, when did I miss the negotiation for Daphne? If you'd like a twenty thousand dollar raise, <laughs> I'm gonna have you um, iron my cashmere. Socks. Yeah, or like I will add some household duties because I I don't think they ever really talk about that. But uh, she does maybe, household duties. She like, really she, and from the beginning she was always like, oh, let me make you this, let me do this, yeah. let me get the door, let and, me get the door. Well, and I guess she's that, a physical therapist. I know, but maybe what happened, but, but again, this was never in the show, was that. Frazier originally did not want her to live there, but she wanted a live-in job. So he had to kind of add on things Maybe. to flush out more of her job responsibilities. That's what we're going to say, I think. Okay, because, I, I awesome. because otherwise, and I even, I know what her what her position is there and what she does a lot of the time, but it's mind-boggling sometimes just because they never, they always call yeah. her, they're like in-home health caregiver or something. <laughs> and it's like, okay, who irons, cooks, cleans, Truly. and butlers, like, answers your door. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating. Um, anyway, I don't know. I like the episode. Okay, tell me what you thought. <laughs> I am getting stuck a little bit. Uh-oh. I'm getting stuck. This feels guys. like a relationship conversation. I just had a dread. This is tapping into a trauma. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay. Well, that's exactly what I was hoping to do. Like, so this is working out perfectly. This feels like in the moment in The Bachelor where somebody just go or The Bachelorette where oh. somebody goes, I just don't think I can get there with you. Oh, A my phrase God. that I hate so much. It like brings tears to my eyes. Uh, <laughs> they say it and just spring. I, <laughs> I te- tears just spring I, out of those uh, eyes. Okay. okay I'm not ahead. saying I don't think I can get there. I'm just saying for the past two or three episodes... Halfway, we're only two into this season, but so this is including it, last yeah. season. Uh, maybe not the the finale, but the one before that. Mm-hmm. I pause it and I go, is the episode over right now? Mm. And it's always at 11. It's always at minute 11. Uh-huh. Because that's where the story changes. Mm-hmm. And so what's happening is I get invested in the first story and then they clear up that story. Mm-hmm. And obviously they make another story that has to do with it, like like Eddie running away. But it's not like at the beginning of the episode, Eddie runs away and we deal with right. Eddie having run away the whole time. I thought we were dealing with Eddie being getting this dog pregnant. But then it was remedied and like all the puppies were taken care of. Right. So I, what I feel like is happening with me personally is like I'm going up and then I'm coming down and then they're taking another 11 minutes to bring me back up. Uh-huh. And I don't know that they're like wrapping it up enough to bring me down. Uh, yeah, that feels fair. I, uh, I almost made a sex joke, but then I decided not I, to. I didn't, I, I knew that I was so close, but I... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know how to formulate it. <laughs> okay. Um, sex. Um, how funny. How funny. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So I, th- I think that you're right that like that is how the action of the episode goes. Because I think that what they've been doing lately is the story is all, like, they plant the seed of what the story is. The story is Martin not feeling as respected in life. 100%. And it all has to do with one another. Like, the masculinity and the balls and the things and, like, uh, and and even getting somebody pregnant. Like, all of it has to, I get it all. And they they do plant that at the start of the episode, but you're right that they're filtering that story through two different things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first, which is the same as this last episode uh, with the, the, rom- the romance novel, that uh, even though the romance novel, like, was a through line through all of it, first it's yes. through Fraser being mad about not getting credit. And then, then Peterman forgives him and, or not forgives him, like, apologizes and goes online or on the radio and actually says, I owe this to Kelsey Grammer. Right. Or whatever. Yeah, I owe this to Kelsey Grammer. Uh, uh, and then the second half of it is the piano teacher, like the the drama with the piano teacher. But all of that is like the same through line for whatever yes. emotional story Frazier's having. That's Whereas so interesting. This is all the same emotional story for Martin, but they're filtering it first through uh, the hijinks of like, Eddie got another dog pregnant. Mm-hmm. And then the second half through, Eddie ran away. You're um, so right. It's so true. I just... But I do think that's a fair critique that, like, does a 22-minute show need two different filters for the same storyline, like, for the same emotional arc? I, do, I personally didn't feel like it did for this storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I thought both of them would have worked and, and were fun. And I also 
was fine. Uh, it it was fun. Like that's what's hard. It was a fun episode. Like the pate stuff with Niles was very funny. Um, the Roz stuff was really funny. Dealing with the dog. Uh, I then kind of felt like we then go into the stakeout, and the stakeout feels so. Like we're sitting in that scene for so long yeah. when we're like bouncing bam, 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 so much at the beginning. I'm about to give a note that I think will sound dumb. Uh, like, I doubt it. No, because everything in a show is manufactured. Yes. But I think the problem of this episode feels very manufactured. Mm-hmm. Where like we have enough material with these characters to pull from, enough like existing material. Yeah. Uh, and this maybe feels like a bit of a longer walk than maybe we want to take. Yeah, maybe that was it. I uh, mean, I, I just think it was enough to like for them to get frustrated at each other about the neutering thing without Eddie needing to run away. Because mm-hmm. And maybe that's my own sensitivity to that, right? Because maybe it's like, well, I would lose my mind if Toby ran away. Like, it wouldn't be, it I wouldn't like, be okay. It this feels like the biggest storyline. It feels like, uh, yeah, like the biggest storyline of the season. <laughs> and they treated it so small. Mm-hmm. And it was like at the back half. I'm like, why are you burning two storylines? Uh-huh. A little yeah. bit. It's a little bit like um, when somebody, and this is just a reminder that Talia and I are improvisers. It's a little bit like when somebody goes into a scene and uses up two premises. It felt like two premises for a 22-minute show. And it's like someone else has to initiate a scene too, and they also need a premise. And they burned it. two of them. <laughs> and how many times are you going to be able to be like, Eddie got away. Eddie ran away. Yeah. You know, but that's a huge storyline. There's so much to do with that in I 22 minutes. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I feel like I cut no, you. No, not at all. But I do think Eddie's a common sticking point for Martin and Frazier in hi- highlighting where their friction is as yes. a as a father-son yes. duo. Definitely. So we will see more of Eddie. And we've seen this before too, this sort of narrative where uh Frazier's snobbishness, Frazier's preferences, like Frazier doesn't really love dogs, like Martin clearly loves a dog. This is almost It's a very similar trajectory to the chair episode. Yes. Because you lost my chair. You lost my chair. You don't care about me. You don't care about the, like, emotion behind it. And now you have to go do something big to kind of make up for that. Yeah. I think also, I, I think everything we already said feels like enough. But I do think they've hit this Fraser martin dynamic Enough up top. I think they've hit it. I will say I appreciated that. I felt like they hit it a little differently. Totally. They. It was not their same, you know, rip-roaring, don't talk yeah. to me, ah. It was so much more um, understated and soft and uh, way more vulnerable. Yeah. And that being said, I, I did, and maybe this is our transition to first time, long time. Yeah. I really like this issue of, or I don't like it, but like, I think (laughs) this feels like a very potent issue to me. It's your favorite issue. (laughs) Martin, you know, feeling uh, 
just feeling different about his place in the world and how yeah. he factors in, how he functions, how people see him. Um, and I've, I thought this was like a fun way to put that very powerful feeling into a, you know, a fun little sitcom. Yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah agree with that. I thought it was fun. I was a little distracted by certain things. Okay. Mm-hmm. What, can you give it a rating? Like a six. A six. I mean, that still feels fairly high. Yeah, I don't think it was like bad to be like, I give it a three. Okay. You know, okay, like okay. I'm not like that. I, I can see the merit in it. Great. The Maris in it? The Maris. <laughs> what did you think? Uh, yeah, I thought 9. it was 5. fun. No, I haven't given any of the episodes that much yet. I'm saving them. Yeah, for sure. Um, Season eight. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I would probably give it like a seven. Mm-hmm. I want to fight against great inflation. <laughs> um, keep fighting. Keep fighting. Uh, there was a thing we fought in college. <laughs> uh, and I'm still I'm carrying that torch on mm-hmm. now. That's fair. Should we move on? Yes, I think we should. First time, long time. Mm-hmm. You kind of just spoke to it. Mm-hmm. What would we what would we call into Dr. Fraser Crane to talk about? Mm-hmm. Um on his radio show, wait, you didn't tell me who the voice is. <gasps> Lily Tomlin. Oh my God. Right? Oh my God. I knew it was somebody with like some gravitas, you know, yes. like it was, like I knew, but I didn't know. The moment I heard her, I was like, oh, I wow, know that's this a voice. really good one. Yeah, really good. And she was great. She oh, was so what great. What a talent. Oh, Lily. Just even in that little one-line voice. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm, 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 well, mm. Dr. Fraser Crane, I feel like I, I can't do a Lily Tomlin. I don't know why I started. Well, that was great. No, I wasn't. Come on. It was really just my voice. It was really just my voice. I don't know. I liked it. Thank you. Um, what would we call in, though? What would we call in and talk about? I think we would call in, would you talk about, like, as if you're in Martin's position, where do you feel like you're losing huh. some of your autonomy or some of your respect? Or would you talk about it from like a Frasier standpoint where you're like, I have to do everything for my fucking parents because now I am the one in charge. Mm -hmm. No, I don't think either of those things are true for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I think like I, so I think Martin's position is very interesting. And though I, (laughs) I haven't ever gained enough respect or I shouldn't talk about myself like that, but, but you know, I've never, I haven't ever been in like such a position of power to feel it taken away from me. Okay. I'll tell you a thing that I think, uh, and this really isn't even true yet. Um, but I don't know if you have, I don't, this is maybe dumb to talk about. Why? Uh, I don't know. But, uh, do you ever feel like, oh, my days of being really checked out, like on the street are over? Like, I, uh, like 100, 100%. <laughs> this, but like, um, yeah, I feel like they have fully cut off my balls about that. <laughs> <laughs> like they have just, it's over. Sometimes I wonder. They've and taken I, me down. But see, and I know it's not the case. Uh, I know it's not the case. And also like. The, I'm sure people check you out. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh, but like. She doesn't want me. No, no, no. Only because I think that this is slightly, maybe, maybe seems superficial, but I also think it's a real thing. I don't uh, think it's superficial. But if I were thinking about an area in my life where I feel like, oh, I may have aged out of something, mm. that might be a thing I feel like where I'm, where I am like, oh, 
am I now like a middle-aged person in a room? Yeah, yeah. I think I Not am. that we don't check out middle-aged people because we do. You do, absolutely. I think I agree with that. I, um, I feel like my version of that of like, oh, whoops, isn't it cute? <laughs> like that's like the tagline for what I do. Like, oh, whoops, I forgot to do this thing. Isn't it cute? And it's like, no, you middle-aged woman, it's not cute anymore. No. You're not 21 years old and you're like, I don't know how to put the pizza in the oven, you know? <laughs> oh, Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And But that was cute at one point. <laughs> it was very cute. It was like, I'm just bopping around living my life and I don't know how to do anything. Oh. And that's like, I think not knowing how to be a functioning adult is not as cute anymore. No, now it's, yeah, I don't have a license um, and I've never had a license and that's a- That feels like a different thing to me. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't think it was ever like a, isn't it cute that I don't no. have a license? I feel like there was much more no. weight to it than that. Yes, but I do think it, uh, at this point, I feel like a huge- like imposter in life because I like I'm like how could I possibly be an adult I can't drive myself anywhere uh yeah I I get it I definitely get it I don't think it's true but I get it thank you um because I think there is so much that goes into driving and emotionally and if you don't like kind of learn and at that time there's so much fear about it there's it is scary like it's not like this perfectly safe thing that like once you learn no, it's gonna in fact, all quite be dangerous <laughs> yeah so that feels different to me my thing that I'm saying is like oh I didn't know you had to have like insurance for something and then like get you know or like <laughs> oh you have to pay your taxes whoopsie you know like that kind of bullshit yeah. or uh oh I'm so sorry I didn't bring this thing is that okay and people are like huh oh. She's so young and cute. That's okay. Get in there. I need everyone to know I've never once heard Talia in real life talk in this voice. Um, (laughs) This is my natural voice. Oh, no. (laughs) Elmo? Uh, (laughs) But I will, but you know, the thing with Martin though, uh, feels, uh, it's interesting how much your like worth could feel tied to a profession. Like the fact that he's, not in the job yes. he was in. Hugely. I mean, yeah, that's got to be a huge part of it. Also because his job was all about authority. Right. Uh, which is a whole other thing we could talk about. But the, I, you know, one time I was talking to my therapist and I really liked this because I feel like it's tempting. Uh, I feel like it's tempting for somebody to say to you, like when somebody says to you, I, my self-worth feels very low and maybe it's like maybe they're tying it to something like my self-worth feels very low because I don't have a license it could feel I feel like it feels tempting and in some ways is helpful to be like let's get you a license yes or or do you think it is helpful or and is it helpful to be like okay I see why that could make you feel less than yeah. or not enough. And also that is not what determines your worth. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think I think it's an and. Yeah. I think it's an and, not an or. Yeah. Because if, if it's the therapist, I think the therapist has to be like, okay, well, we're going to figure out how to break through whatever bl- like blocks there are 
Oh, because see, my therapist was very much at the time was very much like this wasn't about my license. This was about like, I don't know, like how you feel in relation to like your job or money or Uh whatever. uh And the therapist being very much like your worth is something separate than all of that. I don't think that that's interesting. I don't think that your worth is connected to your job or your money or your whatever. But I think not being able to succeed or or not being able to do something is because of emotional blocks. What I'm trying to say is, I think they're two separate things. One, Agree. nothing has to do with your self-worth. You, get, you can be like truly nomad land right. and have great self-worth and be like, I choose not to live your life just because you think it is tied into self-worth, I don't, right? So I think there's that. And also, I think when somebody says, like, I have self-worth around this issue, I think there's more emotional things going on with that issue. Totally. Like, I, well, I think part of this is because we, we're centering this conversation around a therapist. But like, of course, your therapist is going to work with you to be like, okay, well, what is holding you back here? What can right. we do to like, uh, what can we do to make you feel more confident in yeah. this zone so that you're, you know, pursuing things you want to pursue? But I agree with your like amendment that I think it is two separate things because I think your self-worth should be... T- is hopefully tied to nothing except for like who you are. Like, I think the way we look at a yes, com- like yes, accomplishment. Agree, 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 agree. Because mm-hmm. also, like, the, there is no like one kind of success to what you're saying about like yes. nomad, nomad land. And like, you can be a full, developed, very decent person, uh, which I think is like what should be the most tied to our self worth. But isn't that kind of like Buddhism? In a way, or maybe Taoism. I I, I just mean like this idea of these monks or these enlightened gurus or whoever that are like, don't give a shit about having anything around them or Uh or success or career or wealth. I mean, I guess they would be successful if they were like, or what is a monk? I I don't think they're thinking about success. But like like a Buddhist monk who prays all day or does whatever has good potentially self-esteem or self-worth mm-hmm. that, and they have no ties to like the material world. Right. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. And I guess the, how I would tie this to the episode is just that <laughs> Martin, uh, I mean, this is everything that he's feeling seems totally normal to mm-hmm. me, but like ideally a person could feel like they command respect regardless of what their position is in like the working world or regardless of what their age is, which could bring me to another topic. Um, but before Save we- Save it for the bonus. Yeah, and that was what Contact. I was going to say. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say before we move on. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, now that we've landed on what we think about worth and I jobs, that, et cetera. I think that's really a good point. Oh, thanks. Um. Hey, if you've come to this point of the episode. <laughs> I'm sorry I've scream laughed into the microphone a couple times. I'm so sorry for your no, ears. Oh, we're having fun. If you've come to this part of the episode, my goodness, we love you for it. We love you. I hope you enjoyed it. This all was for freezies. If you want to hear us go deep, er, er, uh, go on over to Patreon. Patreon.com slash FTFAF. 
and we have the video of it there. Yes, we're we going to have a little more of us going deeper and uh, phone calls, phone calls, little bonus apps, little bonus the apps, deal, the, whole, the works, the works, if you will. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much, and thank you to Timmy Blaine. Thank you. All right. Okay. Thank you all for listening and supporting Friends Talk Frasier and Feelings. If you'd like to call in and leave us a question or a message for us to play on the air, that number is 323-577-9044. You guys. You guys. We're doing it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. We love you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.